Welcome to the Growth Moves Podcast with Rob Tyson. Welcome back, listener. I'm here today with Cloris Kiley, the author of Beyond Influencer Marketing, who helps entrepreneurs build long-lasting relationships with influencers to build authority, grow their audience, and boost revenue. Now, this is a really interesting topic to me because whereas in the past, it was only big media companies that could put you in touch with audiences. Um, now, of course, the internet means everyone can be a publisher and everyone, at least in theory, can hold the attention of an audience. So, of course, the media game has changed. And I also know that if you get influencer marketing right, it can be very powerful. But most people either aren't doing it right or they're not doing it in a systematic way. And so I'm really interested to uh, pick Cloris's brains on all that in just a second. But before we welcome Cloris and get into it, if you're listening to this show, chances are good you have professional expertise that you would like to monetize further. And if you're ready to stop doing okay and take it up a gear, if you're ready to turn your existing visibility into a real business that's actually going to work for you and your clients and give you hope for the future, then I'd like to invite you to a free web class that I have, and it's going to explain why the Ascension model or the value ladder you've probably heard about is a disaster waiting to happen for 99% of people in your position. And you're also going to learn exactly what you should do right now instead if you want to generate real cash flow quickly and finally get on the right track with monetizing your expertise. So that is free, and all you need to do is pop along to robtyson.net forward slash class for all the details. So once again, that's robtyson.net forward slash class. So with that said, welcome, Cloris Kylie. Great to have you with us. So great to be here, Rob. Thank you. And we are obviously going to talk about influencer marketing. So in the UK right now, uh, Cloris, if you say the word influencer to a member of the general public, the image that they have is probably someone in swimwear posting a lot of lifestyle pictures of them on the beach uh, and maybe touting the odd the odd product like a, a dodgy diet supplement. Um, so that's one side of influencer marketing, but it's not the only one, is it? So what, what to you is an influencer? How do you define that word? And how do you define influencer marketing? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's easy to uh, put influencer marketing aside and disregard it just because you have that image, right, of an Instagram influencer or a YouTuber uh, who uh, basically promotes products. But um, influencers to me are people who can uh, reach an ideal audience for you, right? And that audience doesn't have to be millions. It could be thousands or even hundreds. Uh, because think about the power of you giving a presentation to a group of 50 or 100 paying customers, right? What is the impact of that? Um, so I think we have to kind of expand uh, our view of what influencers are. And then once we do that, then we can then come up with the, the great uh, people to connect with and influencers to reach out to in order to collaborate with them. That's what it's all about. Okay. And... Is this a question of size of audience or um, is it quality of audience? I mean, this is a bit of a how long is a piece of string question, I suspect. But how, how do you look yeah. at that? Well, it's about quality, but it's also about values and style. Um, because there might be somebody who reaches the perfect audience, right? But um, maybe your style clashes 
with the style of the influencer, right? And when you go and present your uh, your ideas to to the audience, they just don't like you. And of course, you know, it's, it's a clash. Uh, so it's important that, that there's a match and also values, because if you're going to be collaborating with this person, then uh, you must feel good while you do it. Uh, so it's important that you check that as well. And I mean, especially when you don't know somebody, it's tough, but you will get a good uh, sense of it just by going to their website and checking their About Me page, just to see what they write about their journey, uh, to see if you can relate to it. And then maybe consuming some of the content they might put out on social media, LinkedIn, or maybe they have a, a podcast or a blog that you can read to get a sense of what matters to them. Uh, to see if it's a good idea to approach them. Uh, of course, once you start interacting with them one-on-one, -on -one, you will know uh, if it's a true match. But at least get that, get that idea before uh, you reach out to them. Mm -hmm. Do your research. And say a, a client came to you, Clarice, and they said, uh, we want you to build an influencer marketing campaign for us. Uh, and you know we've got we've got a huge budget, so that's not a problem. Uh, but we don't know what to do. What what kind of goals would you be setting with them or, or advising them to set? I mean, how would what what should we be aiming to do if we want to do this kind of campaign or activity? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean. I have several uh, statistics that I've gathered about the results you could expect to get depending on the kind of influencer. So I would ask uh, this client, you know, how, if you get, let's say, 100 people joining your list, 100 people attending your webinar, then how many of those people would become clients, right? And then once we know that we know our revenue goals, uh, you, you want to add, you know, 100,000 uh, dollars worth of worth of revenue then then these are the number of people we need to reach and based on the number of people we need to reach then we'll know the number of influencers we need to to uh, reach out to as well um, I would say it's all about past experience of, of what you get uh, when you when you reach an audience of an influencers of, of a certain size uh, but again it's the quality of that audience uh, so how do you gauge the quality of the audience? Again, the research piece is the first step. So you would have to go and see the engagement of people on social media. Um, maybe ask, you know, what, what what kind of response do you get? What, what kind of open rates do you have uh, for your emails? Um, so this is more like getting to the business side of it when you have those conversations. But it all starts with the research. Once you feel like you have a potential match, then uh, it's good to reach out to them with an idea. And uh, for service businesses, it would be an idea for a presentation for their audience. And uh, once you have that presentation, then you'll, you'll have that conversation of what, what kind of results or what kind of, um, I guess, um, engagement you get uh, for uh, a webinar and so forth. And then you'll know how to predict that. So I would so say research is first. Selecting the influencers, you'll have a list, and then you go and reach out to them. And and when you when you say reach out to them, are you going directly to them and saying, "Oh, hey, you know, it looks as though you you have an audience that might be appropriate for my product, and I pay a commission. Can we do a promotion?" Because that would obviously be very, very direct, or and that's one way of doing it, or 
do you advocate perhaps warming up yeah. a cold relationship in some way? And if so, what does that look like? Yeah, it depends. Um, I mean, for example, if you're really going to do the Instagram influencer strategy, uh, then you got to be direct just because that's what they do. You know, that's how they monetize their channels. Uh, YouTubers, same story. Of course, it helps if you've been a fan of their channel or uh, of their posts and at least they're familiar with you. But in this case, it's just a pure transactional thing. So you've just approached them. And I've done that with some of my clients. Now, if you want to create a long-term relationship with the influencer, which is what I'm more of an advocate of, um, because it's not just about like a one-time collaboration, but about collaborating, collaborating with them in the long term, then it's different. Then instead of uh, being more of a, like a, a big campaign to launch so, something, then you just start to create relationships one at a time. And uh, what you do is say, okay, the same story. You still have to do the research and come up with a list of influencers. But then the next step is to ask yourself, how can I deliver value to this influencer uh, so I can start a relationship? So it's more of a relationship uh, that leads to collaboration. So let's say that, for example, you have a podcaster you'd like to connect with. Uh, and then in the future, you would love to do a promotion you know, for one of your products is something that you aim to do in the future, then the first thing, of course, you listen to the show and post a review. You become familiar with the show. Uh, maybe they have a, a LinkedIn profile. You post a testimonial you know, about the show on LinkedIn. So you start to become a scene in the eyes of that podcaster. Once you know the show, then you reach out to them and say, hey, you know, I've been listening to your show. Uh, this is the episode that I love the most. I just posted a review. And by the way, I'd love to share... Uh, there's a topic with your audience. I think it's different. It has never been covered. So you're delivering value with your content, but also with your support of the podcaster. Um, so that's a little bit different. See, so uh, you go there and, and then after the conversation with the, the host, then you just talk about the next step. Hey, hey you know, this was fantastic. What else can I do for you? Uh, you know, what are you doing in your business that I could support you with? Just try to go with that value first. Um, or would you like to meet again to talk about what else uh, we could do together? So you open the door for collaboration. Uh, so I guess it depends. I mean, I am an advocate of the relationship piece, um, but there's room for Instagram influencer promotions as well. Okay. And why would, why would we do this uh, as opposed to any other marketing activity or channel we could go after so like why why is this better than me chucking 10 grand at facebook ads for instance yeah that's a great question and it all comes down to um the quality of the audience that you will reach and the engagement they will have uh, because of the influencer's recommendation um, there's a, a story about um, a teacher that was going to you know, give a class to a, a, a room and they had, the teacher had never been there. Uh, so they separated the class into two smaller groups. And to one group, they gave a, a, a little card with the bio of the teacher. And the second group got a different card. This card gave a completely different description of the teacher. One said the teacher was amazing, was open and listened to 
the students' uh, questions. The other one said, this guy doesn't care about anybody. He just doesn't know how to teach. So of course, everybody had that, that idea of the teacher. So when the, the person showed up, gave exactly the same lecture, and then they did a survey of all the students, and the survey matched what they had read in that card prior to listening to the lecture. So it's the same thing. Like when an influencer recommends you, right? Because they say, hey, I, I'm featuring Cloris on my platform because I believe in her message. You know, she has something great to share with you. You listen. Uh, but if you're out there kind of like um, touting your own horn on Facebook, asking people to sign up for your stuff, it's very difficult. People don't know you. And I have personally noticed when I post ads that, People tend to subscribe, they download the gift, and they leave immediately. They don't even wait for you to send them an email. They just download and leave. Um, it's not the same quality. So is it possible? Of course, yes, you, you can do it. Um, you can create campaigns, but you end up spending a lot of money, and you must have a funnel that really converts, that works. Otherwise, it becomes an expense rather than you know an investment, really. Yeah, no, I mean... Uh... Obviously, I asked you that question having an idea how you might answer it because you're you're absolutely right. I mean, the the difference with this kind of thing is that you get a transfer of the credibility and goodwill from the partner, isn't it? So exactly as you say, they 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 frame you in a certain way, and because they introduce you, you get a lot of value uh, from that that you you know just can't get other ways. So yeah, right. agree completely. If we, uh, if we decide we want to get started with influencer marketing, how should we get ready? Do we need anything to be ready for this? Are there any prerequisites? Are there, are there things we should do to our website or materials we should prepare? Yeah, I'm such a strong advocate of, of having a strong foundation, ready to go before you reach out to the influencers. I mean, you could create those connections uh, right away, yes. But when you reach out to them with an idea, uh, you must be ready with a list building system, meaning a lead magnet that is perfectly aligned with your signature talk, whatever it is. Like if you have uh, three topics, all those topics should have some sort of resource that you give people at the end of your presentation. So it could be a checklist, uh, you know, it could be a, a quiz that people take. Um, I would say webinars are great, but um, I recommend something that is just quick to download and it might lead to a webinar, uh, but it's good to have something that is quick that you can offer to people when they uh, listen to your presentation. And of course, you got to be ready with uh, what is next for those new subscribers. So what is the journey you want them to take, meaning that the lead magnet should have a call to action for that next step, as well as your emails that are going out to your new subscribers. They all should lead to the same next step. Um, and sure, you should also be ready with a, a system to track your results. Otherwise, you will never know how this is working. Um, so if I'm going to be on a show, uh, a podcast, I've been talking a lot about podcasts, but that's what comes to mind, right? Uh, you would say, okay, well, if you want to download my influencer guide, just go to cloriscali.com slash success for the success podcast, right? Or, or slash EO fire for entrepreneurs on fire. So that way you know um, how many people really uh, clicked on your lead magnet as a result of that show. And if you want to be even more accurate, um, I suggest that you use a, um, an affiliate uh, link 
and then you basically make it a pretty link with a pretty link plugin. You could do that, uh, but just actually use affiliate links to see how many people subscribed and how many people purchase your products too. So I guess the more you can track, uh, the better. Uh, otherwise, it'll be just something that you do and never know how it worked out. Sure, and and just for the benefit of anyone who's listening, is not quite sure what an affiliate link is. Yeah, so yeah, it's basically a, a link you create to to track um, who's coming from where. So Rob is sending me these people. He has a special link, uh, so everybody who comes from Rob's audience, uh, I will know that they uh, came uh, from him. So it's basically just a way to track um, where people come from. Yeah. And then if down the road you find that one of those people becomes a client or buys something of yours, then then you go, okay, well that was productive or that wasn't yeah, exactly. productive. Yeah, you yeah. will know. And you know, if, if um, you say, okay, I'm not ready to do that quite yet, then you can always uh, count on um, that trust that you have built with the influencer. And that's why I'm an advocate of the long-term uh, relationships. Because once you get to a point that you trust each other, and let's say that that person has you as a speaker for their group, um, and you don't have an affiliate link, then you should have, let's say that you have a consultation form, you should have a, a question that says, who referred you? Uh, and they will tell you. And of course, when you talk to them, then you will ask. And uh, that way you can give that person maybe a gift for their referral and so forth. Uh, you will know. So I think the, the better, the, the stronger the relationship is that you create with the influencer, then the more ways you will find to collaborate and the easier it will become. Uh, for you to track results. Mm -hmm. And question for you then, because obviously, in a, you know, in an ideal world, we can, we'd probably like to have influencers who have enormous followings, uh, you know, promote us. Yeah. And there's two ways of looking that, at that, I suppose. The first way is you might say, well, I'm never going to get that person next week or next month. And therefore, I might kind of climb the ladder and go for people who are maybe a bit further down, but I'm more likely to be able to develop a relationship and then kind of climb the ladder gradually. So that's one way we could do it. Yeah. The other way is you could say, well, hey, if you don't ask, you don't get. And... I'm just going to email Tony Robbins. Uh, so I, where, what, what do you think is the best strategy? Yeah, that's a great question too. I would say for top influencers, and this is something that I find the analogy of what you do in a virtual summit, right? So I just hosted my summit and uh, I had some of the top influencers, people who reach millions, but all, not all of the speakers on the summit were like that, right? I had maybe three of them who reached millions and the rest of the speakers uh, were not quite there yet. You know, maybe they reached thousands or tens of thousands, a couple of them, hundreds of thousands. So it's kind of a mix of the top influencers that you have, um, another top influencers, but the most important influencers in your circle, right? So that you're going to focus on. Um, you have to, to not collect connections, but to really focus on the, the quality. So let's say that you want to connect with one top influencer, or maybe two. I would say no more than three. 
then you're really going to support that top influencer left and right. Like really, you're going to be there. Uh, you're going to join their program and you'll be their most valuable student. You're going to go to their live event and just be there and meet them in person, right? You're going to support them. You're going to become the top affiliate. Like I know somebody who was actually a speaker on my summit and she had a really small list and a small business. Uh, but she wanted to, to really stand out uh, in the eyes of this very, very large company is a joint venture insider, insider circle. We were talking about it, actually. Um, so she started to promote the program to her uh, connections. Again, she had a really small list. So she just basically emailed and messaged people one-on-one. Uh, Here is this great program. You should join, blah, blah, blah. Well, she beat people who had seven, eight-figure businesses as an affiliate partner for that particular launch. She was number one. And guess what? Immediate connection with the leader of that community, and that opened the doors to top influencers supporting her and promoting her. So now she is a top influencer. So it took that. It took you know that effort, but she focused on that influencer. See, so if she had tried to connect with 20 uh, celebrities and top influencers, she just don't have the bandwidth for that. She's got to focus one or two and then just really give it your all. And, and you should see results in, in, in most cases, actually. Uh, no, that's really interesting. So, so you're talking about having, let's call them the top level people. We just mean in terms of, let's call it fame. <laughs> so you're suggesting on our list, we maybe have three people like that. So what does the rest of our list consist of? So you've, how many people on your list, I suppose, is a good question in total. Yeah, Yeah. I would say, um, may I have uh, 50 people on my uh, main list of connections that I really focus on? And uh, there are 10 of them who are uh, what I call my inner circle, like the top connections. So I'm always... Uh, double checking that I'm supporting them in any way possible. We have catch up calls. You know, those are the, the, the people who are closest to you. And then the rest of the people within those 50 are people who are close, who I try to support as much as possible. We stay in touch maybe every every quarter, at least when you're once. Uh, I subscribe to all of their email updates so I know what's going on. Uh, so these are my people I want to support. And then, of course, then the rest of your connections. Uh, but in those, in that list of, of your influencers, there should be people you can collaborate with easily and directly. Maybe they have, as I said, uh, they have a group program that you can be a speaker for, or uh, they have an event that you can speak at. Uh, so just think about, yes, those top, top influencers, the, the, you know, the celebrity type influencers, a very small group. And then the rest should be people you can collaborate with who reach ideal audiences. And, and just for the avoidance of doubt, so these people are not clients so much as they're, they're people who could introduce you to clients, right? Yeah, exactly. And they could be direct referrals or it could be a, a, a group referrals through a presentation, a webinar, joint webinar or, so, or something of that sort. Yes. Okay, that's great. And... I think from talk, I was going to. One of my questions for you was: Is 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 this is influencer marketing an event or a process? I think it's clear from speaking to you, it's obviously a process. So, how much time do you spend on it a week? How much time should we spend on it a week? 
and what kind of activities are we doing in a typical week? Yeah, that's, that's a good question too. Well, uh, in regard to nurturing my connections, I probably spend about a half hour every day just making sure that I'm following up with people and, and supporting them in any way I can, uh, in making sure I have meetings with people to catch up and so forth. So I would say, yes, about an average of a half hour a day on that. Um, and then I also dedicate time uh, for interviews and appearances. I think that counts as the time you spend on influencer marketing. Um, so, uh, for example, I've, I've gotten a lot of, um, I guess, requests to be on people's shows. And I've had to kind of postpone that because I, I don't want to have uh, you know, a million interviews that don't allow me really to, to serve my clients. So you should limit, you know, interview time depending on your schedule to maybe an hour or two a week. Um, but it would be great if, if you could have a presentation in front of an ideal audience per week. That would be ideal. Uh, so allow time for that. And then um, I'm not spending that much time on that right now, but I used to spend a couple of hours a week uh, just reaching out to uh, potential uh, podcasters or uh, bloggers that I wanted to, to be featured on um, because I was in that building mode. So those two hours would be spent in a blog just to send out pitches, uh, just to send ideas to people. Um, and, then, uh, and then the next week would be, again, pitches and following up. Uh, right now, people are reaching out to me, so it's become less of, of that you know, need to do that. Uh, but at the beginning, I think it's good to do that. So a couple of hours a week doing that. Okay, and um, last last few questions for you because uh, we're, we're we're bumping up against time a little bit. So let's say you've you found someone and you'd like to develop a relationship with them, but uh, you've been trying and they're they're unresponsive, yeah. and maybe you're not, you're not sure if they're just they just don't want to know, or maybe they're busy because they're busy people. So for how long do you keep trying, and when do you give up? Or are there any signs we should look for that would would tell you, look, you know, this this person's unlikely to be um, a good connection that we should spend more time on? Yeah, yeah. I think it's important to follow up at least three times with people um, and to change the medium that you use. Uh, so if you're going to be using email, maybe your emails are going to their junk folder so try maybe messaging them on social media, right? Maybe try a handwritten note if you don't hear from them. Um, but it depends. I mean, if you're reaching kind of like a celebrity type, uh, then I think a handwritten note would be great uh, just to stand out a little more. And then try to find a way through maybe their assistant so you can uh, reach them. You have to become the assistant's uh, best friend to really be recognized so at least they check with an influencer and see if, if uh, you know, they're interested in connecting with you. Now, if you're talking about somebody who is more like, you know, at, at the level that you're at and you just want to find ways to collaborate, um, then yes, I would follow up via email three times. If that doesn't work, try another way, maybe Facebook, LinkedIn. If that doesn't work, then maybe it's time to give up, you know, and, and you will know because it just feels more of a chore to do this follow-up and uh, it's not worth it. You know, you, you can find somebody who's more aligned with, with uh, your values and who can collaborate with you. There's something that works really well. Um, when you send a second email, always have the same um, headline, but uh, add the words follow-up 
at the beginning. That usually works, but if it doesn't, then your third email, just write last follow-up. And uh, that one, like, I have never had anyone who didn't reply to my last follow-up email. That's the one that always gets uh, a reply. So make sure to do that and to uh, keep the same body of the email you had before so people can see what exactly you had been asking, you know, to do. So. Oh, well, there you go. Well, that's a great tip. I'm going to be using that one. um okay final final quick one for you so any particular software or tools um you're using before we wrap up well if you're going for the instagram influencer route um there's a good website it's called influence.co where you can do your research to at least to start with the research um of course, you have a paid uh, influencer software out there that you can, uh, you know, $50 a month uh, where you can find uh, social media influencers and bloggers. Uh, I mean, that's the way that route when you just want to do a transactional type of thing. Uh, when you're focusing on relationships, it's good to have uh, some sort of networking software to organize your connections. So something such as Close, like C-L-O-Z-E, or even pipe drive that you might use to stay in touch with uh, potential clients, you can use to stay in, in touch with uh, influencer connections. Uh, if you don't want to use any software, uh, you could just use something as simple as, you know, like a, a, a Google Sheet and then set reminders in Google Calendar to, to support them and to follow through. Uh, that's okay. You have Boomerang uh, for reminders, email reminders to follow up. But I think it's good to have one of those uh, software tools to really organize yourself better, though. Mm, yeah, yeah, I agree. It's worth a small investment, isn't it, if you're, yeah. if you're doing this properly. Um, all right, so we're, we're running out of time. So if people only took one nugget or piece of advice away from, from our conversation, what would that be? What it would be is to... Um, to see influencer marketing as something that is not about social media, uh, Instagram influencers, but it's about creating relationships with people who reach your ideal audience. And that can start today. I mean, you can create the relationship today. And then once the moment comes, once you have that launch happening, that new product, that new service, then it becomes easy just to uh, just talk to your connections and see if they can support you. So start the relationships today, expand uh, the opportunities that, that you see. So, so look at all these people you meet as potential partners and you'll see those, those new opportunities pop up. Okay, very good. And where's the best place for people to get more from you, Cloris? Well, if you want, you can go to cloriskelly.com slash influencer and that's where you will see my guide with uh, 15 ways to get noticed by influencers just a way to start that relationship uh, and if you just go to cloriscali.com then you can learn more about uh, my background and uh, what I do yeah fantastic well it's been really great so I really appreciate you you coming on and I will talk to you very soon thanks Rob Hey, it's Rob again. Want to build a successful online business from your expertise? Well, the game has changed. There are bigger opportunities, but also bigger pitfalls than ever before. And I would hate for you 
to waste years figuring these things out for yourself. Now, as a listener to this show, you're obviously a sensible person, right? So here's my invitation to you. Apply to jump on a call with me in the next few days and let's talk about you. You will get feedback on your ideas. You will get a product concept that is fit for right now and you will get a personalized sales and income plan to take away. That is free, but availability is limited. So please go along right now to chatwithrob.com. That is chatwithrob.com. Do that now. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Once again, that is chatwithrob.com. Talk to you soon.